Thank you for joining us for a life-changing message at Mount Hope Church in beautiful Gaylord, Michigan. Our prayer is that this message will strengthen and encourage your walk with Christ. Please enjoy this message. Well, today's a special day, and I would like to acknowledge those who are moms today and say congratulations on a job well done. Amen? You know, I have to say, this is a true statement. They say, don't ever use words like all, every, but every one of us, all of us have been influenced by a mom. Amen? Just, just let that sink in a minute. You'll get it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> might not have been the best mom in the world, might not have been there, might have been the most wonderful mom, but all of us have had a mom. And moms that are here today, and I just want to add a note here. Anything, because it's Mother's Day, I've got to talk about moms, right? So the the message is geared for moms, but anything I say, you can take and use, men, in your everyday, in your workspace. They're tools that you're able to use anywhere, but I am going to address moms today. But if it's not applicable to you, make it. Take it and, and use it. God has us in what we call the mom wars. Amen? A mother has the capacity to change the world. But as the mom, you have the opportunity to mold those in your care and and have them become great for the kingdom of God. You know, we need to make our homes a safe haven or a refuge. Or as I like to say it, we need to make our home base safe. As long as children have a place they can feel good and safe, they can face the challenges of the day. Not only our children, but our husbands and those in the home with us. It is up to us to set the atmosphere in our homes. You know, I believe most moms want their homes to be peaceful, full of joy, and safe. And in the Bible times, in the Old Testament, they had cities of refuge where people could run that had done something wrong or they felt like someone was after them, they could run to these cities that were cities of refuge and feel safe. And as long as they didn't leave that assigned city, they could not be harmed. If that's in, well, Proverbs 18.10 says, The name of the Lord is a fortified tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. Proverbs 14.26 says, Whoever fears the Lord has a secure fortress, and for their children it will be a refuge. Right there's some good scriptures to make your home base safe. Is your home a city of refuge for your family? Let's just take a minute and pray. Father God, I just thank you for this message today. I ask you to open the eyes, unplug the ears, and help me to say the things that need to be said and those things that not, don't need to be Father God, just show me. And God, I just pray for each one here today, whether they're hurting or they're joyful. God, just pour into their hearts. Give them exactly what they need. And don't let one person walk out of here unchanged today. Amen. Now, as parents, we want our families to be blessed. And most of us want our children to grow up and be productive, spiritual disciples for Christ. Amen. Well, how do we do that? 
This is where I see that the mother is the leader in the spiritual battle. I know, men, you're the head of the home. But women, you're the leader in the spiritual battle. You're in the bunkers. And you're the one that spearheads the direction of the spiritual battle. We are definitely fighting a war for our families. So how do you make your home base safe? Mom wars. That's what I call it. Mom wars. Yeah. Get your war tactics ready. By being the example, by preparing for the battle, and by training your children. So the first thing is, is you need to be the example. Amen? Norm and I have three things that we use to gauge how healthy and balanced we are. It's very simple, yet these three, three things in the right order help us to stay on task. And if you're around us any length of time, you've probably heard Pastor and Norm and I say these things. God first, family, then church. Yeah. Let me say it again. God, family, then church. A lot of pastors want you to put church in front of family, but we don't agree with that. We need you, you need to be healthy and strong as a family unit. And when we feel like situations are spinning out of control, we actually stop and examine our lifestyle. Are we putting God first? Is the family okay? What's going on at church? You need to get these things in order. And when you have your priorities straight, then you will stay healthy. In Matthew 6.33, it says, Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and then all these things will be given to you as well. You know, people do as their leaders do, and your children are going to do as you do. By being the example, trust me, your kids will see and copy you. I love it when we see the kids in here and they're worshiping God and you see a little one standing next to mom and dad and they're looking up and mom and dad are worshiping. What do they do? They close their eyes and they do that. They're going to look for somebody to copy so it better, you might as well make it a good one. Amen? They learn by example. We need to be the example. And it shouldn't be do as I say, not as I do. I've seen that a lot, too. You know, now, I'm doing this, but don't you ever do this. Do you have a daily devotion time? Are you part of the church family where you are actively involved? Are you showing them how to be the arms of Jesus? You know, when Pastor Norm and I got saved, our kids were little. And thankfully, we went to a church that shared with us how to pray how to do devotions, how to intercede. And I used to go in my bedroom and sit Indian leg style and just pray. And our second son, Joe, was an artist. And even in his grade school years, he did really well. And one day he brought me this picture and says, here, Mom, I made you a picture. And what it was was this lady sitting on the floor, Indian style, and behind her was a helmet, like, a shield, a sword, and all these, like, the armor. And I thought, well, that's interesting. I wonder what this is all about. And I just set it aside like all moms do. You know, you don't really have time to look at something. You say, thank you, honey, it's so cute. I still have that picture in my office because when I really sat down and looked at it, 
he saw me interceding. And what I'd done had taken the armor of God off to pray in my, my quiet time that I did by myself. I didn't even know he saw that. But that's how he saw me. I wasn't that spiritual. I made a lot of mistakes. But God showed him what it's like to pray and intercede. And that meant so much to me. It's important, whether you think anybody's watching at all, that you take that time. Now, our third son, Andy, even on Facebook this morning, he's like, why does everybody always pick on me? Well, because half the time it was him. <laughs> but he was such a little energizer bunny that the minute he heard a noise when he was a toddler, boom, he was up. So for me to get my prayer time in, holy cow. It took everything I had to do to get time alone with God because during the day I just didn't have time with four boys. So this was my routine. I would wake up about 2 or 3 in the morning. Now, I couldn't just stand up out of bed because he would hear or somehow know. So I would roll out of bed on the floor, crawl on my hands and knees down the hallway so even if he got up and looked up the crib, he wouldn't see me. And I would quietly sneak downstairs. And at the time, we had an unfinished bathroom, so I would go in there, close the door, and read my Bible. I don't think I ever made it down there without, as soon as I closed the door, I would hear, Mommy, what you doing? (laughs) But I made the effort. And sometimes when you're a young mom, don't get discouraged. Don't give up. Just do the best you can and pray while you're doing the dishes. Pray while you're doing clothes. Pray while you're doing whatever you're doing. Don't give up. Because that's where I learned to persevere and keep pushing through. Amen? You know, at one point when the kids were younger, we made the decision that extracurricular activities needed to be in balance. We wanted to teach our kids on how to do these things. And you know, at one point when they were a little bit older, the football schedule got crazy especially with four of them in football at the same time. One was at a different school. The other two were a grade apart, so the day they had football, one was on the home field and one was at the team they were playing, and they would flip-flop. So half the time, we weren't making it to hardly anything, and we were running around with our heads cut off. And then there were other extracurricular activities going on at the same time. We had to make a decision. What is priority in our life? God first, family, then church. I love football. I love sports. But don't let it overwhelm your lifestyle to the point that you're leaving God out of the picture. Because what you're showing your kids is that sports are Activities are more important than going to church when you start leaving church out of the equation. Now, don't get me wrong. Like I said, I think it's awesome to have football and awesome to have all these things. But you choose for your family what is good. So sometimes we can put church before our family. And if you keep God first, then family, things will fall into place. Be that example. Show them what it's like. 
Number two is realize you're in a battle. Moms, you're in a battle. It's not time to give up. Remember, you have the power to set the tone in your household, to be able to change the atmosphere in your home. We want our home to be a refuge, a strong tower. Have you ever noticed that if you're in a bad mood, then the family seems to be on edge too? You know, there's that old saying, if mama ain't happy, nobody's happy. <laughs> so you have that wonderful way to be able to make your home base safe. Now, before I was saved, I loved to watch soap operas. I watched them all day long. And you know, when your favorite soap opera star is being ditched on by the husband or the boyfriend and, and it's not going good, I really feel sorry for Norm now that I look back. Because when he came home, I was mad at him. How dare him not go out with somebody else? How dare them murder somebody else? Because they're going to come back to life anyway. But I would still be so angry about that stupid show that I take it out on my husband. Uh-huh. You need to be careful what you're pouring into your heart and your spirit. When I realized what I was doing, I stopped watching soap operas. And I can tell you, after 30-some-odd years, I can turn it on, and they're still at the same spot they were 30 years ago. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Get rid of the negative influences. Be positive. We need to be a positive influence on those around us. Amen? We need to keep our family safe. You know, moms are the glue that hold the family together. They set the pace for how the family is going to respond. And when you realize this is war, you can prepare for it. To keep your home base safe, sometimes you need to stand in the gap for your family. Mom, you have the opportunity to pray for your family. Most battles are won on our knees. Engage in spiritual warfare for your family. You know, I always prayed Ephesians 6 about putting on the armor with my, my kids before they went to school. I, I would plead the blood of Jesus over them. I would do constantly be interceding for them while they were in school during the day. And sometimes, like I said, in the wee hours of the night. Now, maybe you're sitting here going, that's great. I don't know how to get there. There are so many good books out there on prayer and how to do intercession and battle. Rick Joyner, Priscilla Shire, Dave Williams have wonderful books about how to pray. And I highly recommend you get prepared for the battle. Get you some of those books. Read up on it. Just start doing it. Five minutes a day. Get up and do Ephesians 6. Put on that armor, that helmet of salvation, that breastplate of righteousness. Gird your loins with the truth. Pick up that sword of the word and the shield of faith that repels Satan's diary, fiery dark. Put on those gospel shoes that the light will shine through you today. When you get that in your heart, it's just going to come out whenever you need it. Don't wait to be in the midst of the battle to try to figure out how to win it. You have got to be ready and prepared. And sometimes the battle gets messy. The enemy will make you feel like a failure. Remember, you can't let the devil twist what you're praying for. Sometimes when you're praying for your kids, you have to realize 
they get to choose what direction they want to go. And sometimes it's not the way you think it should be. But you never quit praying. You never give up. You can pour into them, and they still have the ability to choose the wrong path. This can be heartbreaking. And when they decide to walk away from God, you just have to keep them lifted up even more and be praying that people will surround them with the Word of God. You just keep walking the walk and fighting the battle. And when things don't look like you think they should with your family, it's easy to fall in that trap of despair. You start thinking, you should have been there. You should have done this differently. Maybe if I had gone and gotten him from this situation, he wouldn't be here today. Don't play that game. God's got it under control. There are a lot of you out there are feeling like it's your fault that someone isn't where they should be. Knock it off right now. That's the way you got to look at it. you got to shake it off. God does not make you feel like this. So be ready to fight those feelings. God's going to show you your mistakes. I'm not saying we're not doing things wrong. Amen? I make mistakes all the time. But he will, in a loving way, redirect your steps. It's so easy to feel like you're not good enough. But every leader fails. It is what they do with the failures that make them good leaders. Amen? So you want to be an example, get ready for battle, and number three, train up your child. This is the hard part sometimes. <laughs> Proverbs 22.6 says, Start children off on the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. Moms, you have the most important job of all. I know when you are wiping snotty noses and gagging over dirty diapers, it doesn't seem important, but it is. You have more influence on what happens in the future than anyone else. And like I said, when the kids were small, we used to put on the armor together. And I don't know why James 4, 7 struck me as one of the scriptures they needed to memorize, but it was. So each day I would have them say, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he has to flee. And I know you've heard this before, but when Troy would say it, because he was such a little thing, he would say, cement yourself to God, resist the devil, and he has to flee. And that's always stuck with me. Cement yourself to God. Amen? We're in a world of all sorts of safeguards. And as parents, we strive to make our home safe, amen? The world has its own way of trying to keep you safe. You know, it's interesting to see all the warning labels and safeguards that are placed on about everything we own anymore. Electric plug covers, smoke alarms, security systems, locks, on and on. But there's actually some things that you just go, really? They're that concerned? Let me read you a few. One of them said, danger, do not hold the wrong end of a chainsaw. In the laundromat, do not put any per person in this washer. This is another one. If you cannot read warnings, do not use this product. 
On the prescription bottle for the dog, it said, may cause drowsiness, do not operate machinery, or drive a car. <laughs> On a curling iron, for external use only, this product can burn your eyes. <laughs> I mean, really? It's sad we have to put these things on here. A few more. On the iron, do not iron clothes while on body. And I like this one, moms. You'll love this one. Remove occupants from stroller before folding. <laughs> and last but not least, on a box of bottle rockets, do not put in your mouth. Wow. I mean, do you think they've kind of gone overboard? There's safeguards all over. Why is it we put such an important emphasis on the physical things around us, yet when it comes to our children's spiritual well-being, most of the time it's last in the lineup? How about spiritual safeguards? Have you taken the time to keep your kids spiritually safe? Prayer, Bible studies, memory verses, be an example by doing, doing the word. We really do need to have some safeguards in place with our family. At some point, our kids need to step out and begin to pray and minister and not be sheltered. You know, a lot of parents, they just, they feel like they need to do it and the kids are just there. Trust me, being in children's ministry as long as I was, kids are powerful. Man, they have a spiritual line to God like, wow. And I would rather have a child pray for me because they have such awesome faith in God. So, it's sort of like, you know, when you have a baby and they begin to sit up and they begin to walk and they begin to crawl, you kind of shelter them from the stairways, right? You, you, you block it off. No, 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 don't go near there. But at some point in their life, you need to allow that child to climb the steps to learn how to master them. We need to do the same thing in our kids' spiritual life as well. Yes, we need to shelter them, but we also need to let them walk with God and do things so we can be there to help them to maturity spiritually. It's important that you allow your kids to be part of the spiritual walk in your family. And, you know, sometimes parents get overwhelmed by the pressure of life. And they forget that they need to teach the kids. Be careful that you take the time to teach your kids at home. Make that home base strong. It's our job as family to teach values to our families. Even in the Old Testament, we're instructed to teach our kids. Deuteronomy 4.9, only be careful and watch yourself closely so that you do not forget the things your eyes have seen or let them fade from your heart as long as you live. Teach them to your children and to their children after them. He is telling us in the word of God, teach your kids. You know, if you're expecting the local school to teach your kids moral values, 
Wow, you're mistaken. You know, I, I really truly believe schools for head knowledge and children should be instructed to do their best. We kind of fell into this when we were learning how to be with God and we were teaching our kids at home and and it just naturally fell into a lot of things. Their friends, their social world was more formed around the church than at school. And their activities, they were more with church than at school. And it was good for them. And I remember at one point we moved from one school district to another. And when I went in for teacher conferences that fall, the teachers all looked at me and said, are you sure your kids didn't go here before because they just fit in like they've been here forever? I said, that's because all their friends are from church. They didn't have that, oh, I'm so sad, I'm not around kids, I know. It's important that your home base is safe. Yeah, there are things that are going on, but when you're there to help instruct them how to deal with it, you're allowing God to move in their life. I'll never forget when Joey was little. It's when the AIDS thing got really huge, and there were all these hypotheses of what caused AIDS, and and Norm was real good about sitting down and giving the lecture, you know. I'm not even going to go into the birds and the bees because that was the funniest thing I'd ever heard. But anyway, he had taught the boys about where he felt AIDS came from. He went back to the book of Genesis and talked about how between sin and things that happen, it can break down your body and blah, blah, blah. And he went into this huge lecture on the Word of God. So Joe goes to school that week. I mean, I think, what, was he second, third, fourth grade, maybe? He was just a little tyke. And the teacher gets up there to explain how AIDS came from this, and it's really nobody's fault. Well, my son raises his hand and says, oh, no, that's not true. My dad says, and he went on to explain the whole thing of sin with Adam and Eve. And the whole, the whole, he gave a lecture there. We got called in. How dare you? And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. That's the truth. See, they're going to hear things. But if they know what God says, they can rebuttal it and say, uh-uh, that's not what I know. It's important. Even in high school, the same thing. He was reading a book that he didn't agree with. He thought it was not a good book for the high schoolers to read. So he went to his teacher, and his teacher says, well, I tell you what, you do a paper on why it's so bad, and, you t and in that paper, you share with me what books you think we should use. So he went home, wrote a paper, highlighted the areas he thought were out of context and should not be in schools, gave several suggestions for books, and when he took it back, the teacher went, wow, I never thought of it like that. And she changed. She took the book off the shelf and did one of the books that he had suggested. That is the power of the light coming from your home base. You know, children's church should be a celebration at the end of the week. The refueling station, just like it is for us. You don't want to wait till Sunday morning to get filled up. You should be filled up. This is where you get your, your ammo for the next week, or you're able to enter in 
Same with your kids. So if you're waiting for the children's church to teach your kids about God, you're missing it. It's got to come from home. You're their example. And when our boys growing up, like I said, they did well in school. But their activities revolved around what was going on at church. You have to set the example. You need to fight the battle, and you need to train your kids. Don't rely on somebody else to do it. They don't, children's church workers don't have enough time. They only get your child once, twice a week for an hour at the most, two hours for the whole week. How much TV do they watch? If you're pouring more TV into your child than the Word of God, you need to reevaluate your battle, amen, and your training. God has a purpose for each and every one of us. And when the world is making right wrong and wrong right, which we see more and more, we need to be the light to our family. By making sure we have priorities straight, God, family, then church, then you're on the road to success. You know, the battle's real. Our families are in the trenches, and they need someone to guide them through the war. No matter what is happening in the schools, with friends, or in the world, if your home base is safe, then your kids are going to be okay. You don't have to worry. If your home base is safe, if they have a refuge to run to, it's going to be okay. We need to be the influence in our child's life, amen? Whether you're a family unit, a single parent, or a spiritual influence in someone's life. So today, moms, I have a small token for you to take home today. You know, normally, this is where my not-so-foo-foo or frilly thing comes out, but instead of flowers today, mom, you're going to get a bullet. (laughs) Yeah. I want you to take this bullet home to remind you of the spiritual battle you're fighting for your family. So put it somewhere on the windowsill of the sink in your in your your underwear drawer. I don't care where you put it, but put it somewhere to remind you to be the example, to remind you to fight the battle and to remind you to train up your kids. It's up to you. It's a mom war. So right now, the ushers are going to hand out the bullets. I know, I've had fun with this all week once I figured out I was doing it. We were in Jay's going, yeah, I need bullets for Mother's Day. (laughs) They're not loaded. They don't have any powder in them, so you don't have to worry. So get your tactics ready today, moms. Be the example. Prepare for battle and train your children. And as they're putting these in the hands of moms, I want to thank you for fighting the fight, for being on the front lines, in the trenches. Like I said, young moms, enjoy the journey. I miss being a mom. 
I miss the little ones around, so enjoy it. Train them. Do the things that only you can do because you're the mom and nobody else can be their mom like you. Amen? Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for this time. I ask you, Lord, right now just to reach down and touch those who can hear my voice. And if they're discouraged, I pray that you bring them up. If they feel like they're losing the battle, let them know the war's already won. And they just need to hang in and keep going out and pushing through. Now give each one here today a huge hug. Let them go back with their families and enjoy family time as a unit. But Lord, let them all be a light that can't be distinguished, no matter where they're at and what they're doing. And help us to fight the war because we know what you've done for us. And we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have an awesome day. We pray you enjoyed this message. If you would like to partner with Mount Hope Church, you can make your tax-deductible donation online at gaylorchurch.com. From there, just click on Give Online Now. Thanks for listening. We can't wait to be with you again next week.